Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Anyone want to start us out? I'm just in a very weird headspace right now here. Actually, that's a perfect place to start. What's up? Hey, guys. (laughs) Howdy. Oh, here comes Bella. Look at that. Right on cue. What's up, Bella? How you doing? Bella's my dog. How are your dogs? My dog is my dog is well. He's uh, uh, I think his hearing starting to go. Either that or he's just like getting older and like, you know, ignoring me on purpose. But yeah, he's good. He's a he's a giant French bulldog. He is literally forty pounds and he's super tall. He's like, like if he was in a group of other French bulldogs, he'd look around and be like, yeah, I'm in charge here. I'm so he's like French the minute bull of French bulldogs. He's like the Kimbo slice of French bulldogs. Hmm. Oh, it sounds terrifying to other dogs. Yeah, he's good. He's a good dog, though. And Tyndall, you now have two dogs. Oh, we can't hear you. Still on mute. Mute. He's muted. Marley had two surgeries today. <gasps> what? Yeah, so she's a little high. What'd she get surgery <laughs> for? She had like a fractured like upper molar. Oh. Um, Oh really? And the vet mouth. The vet man caught it uh, like a month ago and set her up for a little procedure, and they got it out. And apparently, those can like abscess the roots of a tooth can abscess, and then it messes with their vision potentially and other stuff. So, good job, vets. Good preventative surgery. It sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Bella, she's ten. She's super old. She already left me. She she got out of here. She's like, (laughs) I'm gonna go by mommy. Yeah. Ten years old, barking at everybody. But she's a good dog, and she loves the kids. So yeah, that's good. Shall we talk about some soccer now? Oh, soccer! All right. So I had this idea. We haven't done this in a while. We have basically Rooster and Devil is like our stepchild now. It's like we deal with it when it's in front of our face a little bit, but it's not our <laughs> it's not our real kids. No offense to any stepkids out there, but really cruel but accurate analogy there so the goal here what i think we're on 86 episode 86 yes i think so so we have talked about getting to 100 so 14 i'm thinking we barrel through it and try to get it cracked out this winter and then if anybody of the listeners we're trying to raise 110 dollars for the renewal if someone else pays for it we'll keep going and that's the deal (laughs) yeah I think that's like that. fair. Yeah. Probably won't happen. Probably won't happen. We'll see though. It's Maybe Helder's it. feeling generous. I might still keep it because it's kind of fun to have a platform, even if no one's beneath your platform listening. Right. But we've also had a weird uptake in listens all of a sudden. There's been like a steady, steady flow of new listens, <laughs> and there's even four from Iraq. Someone from or no no. Sorry, this is going to sound horrible. This is from Israel. Someone from Israel is There's four <laughs> listens from Israel. It's like, what? What's going on? Hello from Israel. We just, uh, Spurs just played a team from Israel. Maccabi Tel Aviv? Yeah. 
I've seen their basketball team play. I think it was the other one. What was it, the other one? Haifa, Maccabee Haifa. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. They like some some football out there, some little footy in Israel for sure. How about, like, I need, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, and I've been watching soccer long enough, and I never really pushed too hard, but, like, how is, like, Azerbaijan and Armenia and Israel and Kazakhstan all part of UEFA? Anyone? Like, isn't that, isn't it a European, like, isn't UEFA a European body? It's probably the same reason why the World Cup is in Qatar. <laughs> because shit's fucked. I mean, they, they have, they have, like, an Asian uh, Champions League. They, like, they do that, uh, that competition with, like, Japanese teams and um, Saudi Arabia and, and in Chinese. It could just be Super geography, League. though. Are there ties to Europe? I mean, Kazakh, Kazakhstan is like what is between Russia and China, right? Like, and I get I get why Russia, you know, because you know it's massive and you know most of the population lives like in a Europeanish area on that eastern or on that western border. But Kazakhstan is really far away. And then same thing with like uh, Azerbaijan and, and Armenia. Like you're talking like uh, east of Turkey at that point. And I always thought Turkey was like the easternmost point of of uh, Europe. Europe. So I've never, I've never given it too much thought, but like, it just occurred to me like, why are we anyway? doesn't matter. Maybe Jim, they wanted to be affiliated. I mean, with that competition could be definitely scratching probably, it. Probably. Yeah. yeah probably way more uh, financially lucrative yeah. than taking part in the Asian version of that. So, yeah. My anyway, name, my name, probably my like, name. Well, we'll uh, you know, we'll extend our footprint out there. People will watch it, get into it. Mm-hmm. That's another market. Wow, another good. market. Why not? Well, they Lots hosted the They hosted uh, a Europa League final a couple years ago in uh, Azerbaijan, and, and I think Ar- that was the one that Arsenal was in. And uh, Mkhitaryan was playing for Arsenal, and he couldn't go play because he's Armenian. And Azerbaijan and Armenia were like at war. I think still currently are at war. So he like couldn't safely go or some shit. I can't remember, but yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, so you took a break from soccer completely during the prem break, right, Jim? Because Man United just got annihilated. Yeah. It did. It, <laughs> it, it, it destroyed. Like I was, it, I was literally what it was like the thirtieth minute when, um, uh, Baye passed like basically passed it to, and Harry Kane made that slide tackle. Yeah, and, yep. just, and, the, and the rails signing, came off. Hit and like, yeah, I was. I was I had plans mm. to go somewhere that afternoon. And I was just like, I'm just gonna go take some night And I, I turned off soccer, and I at that point I hadn't turned it back on until like this morning. I woke up and I was like, All right, I'm ready to watch it again. I haven't watched any of the like the um, international stuff that's been going on. Although I've, I've looked at some scores, yeah, I just like that was that was a lot. It it, uh, it damaged me um, mostly just because. Well, for a lot of reasons. I don't know if we're getting into that topic yet or not. But, yeah, it's been a while since I've turned on, on some soccer. It was soccer, fun so. to watch Tottenham kick you guys in the teeth from, like, a Tottenham fan perspective. But then there was a small part of me that was empathetic with you. And was like, oh, no, ouch, you, Jimmy. It wasn't, it wasn't even like it was a, it was a fluke. Oh, it was completely really. well-deserved. It, it was a complete performance from Spurs, like, like, front to back. It was well done. But so early in the season, that's the thing, like, even I got swept up. It's four games in. It's a good win, but you know how soccer is. Like, you don't get that first one. And what what was it like the 
third minute or something. What was that first goal in that game? Do you? Well, it was a. It was a. It was a. Yeah, first was the pen. Yeah, penalty to uh, Fernandez. <laughs> Fernandez uh, scored two oh, yeah, minutes later, and then Sunny. <laughs> then and then Sunny scored like literally two minutes later, yeah. and then uh, a couple minutes after that, uh, was it Harriet scored next? I don't know. And then everyone just started scoring, and the the rails came off. Uh, the the Martial red card, like the rails. Oh yeah. Came off. Yeah. Yeah, Lamella. He's he's a you know, he's the, the player that that Mourinho loves for obvious reasons. Is um he's Dennis Rodman. He literally is. He he was he was the worm. Was, I love uh, hearing him talk in the uh, Amazon Prime documentary because the voice is so much different than the look. Yes, it is. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I'll, I'll be yes, coach. Yeah, it's like I'm a really both. weaselly. Is weaselly. And he's a weasel. He is a weasel. He's a weasel. I'm just happy with three points. Three points at Old Trafford. Like any way they'll come, they miss a one nil. I mean, I would have been happy with a, just Home a result means there. Dick honestly, and that's what I was thinking about actually. There, I'm like, you know, they always throw out stats. Oh, it's the worst defeat in the Premier League. Like tied worst. I thought I heard. Okay, but they're not playing with fans. Like, I don't know. I just think that element is definitely at play to an extent, oh, and yeah. it, especially in a six one. I don't know. Imagine I know Old it was Trafford Tenberg, alive so. with fans. Yeah. Like that's a whole different. Yeah. But I mean, old, old Trafford. So old Trafford is a beautiful stadium and lots of history, but to me, it's like the big house for the university of Michigan. It's giant. Wow. It's, it's full of fans, but it's not exactly like dynamic. You know, it's not like LSU on a Saturday night. Like, you know, like the, the fans aren't like that. They're very, yeah, but they're very they, spoiled. They, they really are. Like they've yeah. been spoiled for years, so it's not the same. But there's still a reverence. There's a reverence to the game, and like, <laughs> yeah, that's, sure. You don't think? Sounds, I mean, exactly. old traffic is going to be loud as fuck, even if what yeah. you're saying is true. Identical to Michigan, very um, spoiled fans, or historically spoiled. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the goals. That's right. The beginning of that game was so fun to watch it was Hernandez two minutes I, I think Tangy scored goal. the first one yeah yep. who I got the new jersey today in the mail I'm wearing it of course it's nice. a sharp jersey and Sonny nice. at seven and then you uh then Harry at 30 no 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 then Martial got the red card on the Harry yep. one 30th minute and then from there it was the slaughter Harry yep. got another surge it was what at four one at halftime six Sonny one another yeah Oof. yeah it was uh, it it was nice to see as a Tottenham fan, that's for sure, because they haven't they were not convincing in Europa League qualifying, that's for damn sure. Well, think about how many games you guys have been playing, like just like in those in those like two weeks or before this last break, like we guys had like what five or six games in like a fourteen day period, like it's... they're in better form than other clubs though, because other clubs don't have that continuity yet because it's so early in the season. Like how many how many games have you guys played? Six. Tottenham probably played like eleven. Yeah, so, I mean something like that. Yeah, we were even short one because we started out a week after everybody else, so we actually played one less game. So, um, yeah, I, I think that um, I, there there was no no fluky. It was just really uh, disappointing. I was actually like really excited too because um, you know after the the whole thing. Um, with Lindelof, the the previous game, like oh they gotta get him out of there, gotta get another center back, and I was actually excited about you know uh, Bayi or um, 
know, Eric playing center back along with Harry because he's so much more athletic. But that, like, that essentially that giveaway that set up that that third goal right after the red card, um, they just showed like you know he's still got a lot of, a ways to go. So uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's definitely good that the international break came right after that for me as a fan mentally and hopefully for the team just to get reset clearly it wasn't good for mcguire he got sent off uh for england today Ooh. with a red card um so <laughs> he gets a lot of heat he gets Ever. a lot of heat by the english oh my god well it means like, take I, out tottenham's game and what's your assessment of the season so far i mean outside of that it's it's, it's crazy crazy early like uh, um you lost you to Brighton. Yeah. I don't know. I've been cognitively so. Like, we. I'll look it up. Yeah, Talk. thank you. Um. Are you one oh no, two? We, I thought we beat Brighton. Uh, yeah, you guys beat them three nothing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the Fernandez uh, after time it expired one. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. you guys, you guys beat them back to back because you beat them in. The Prem three two, and then you beat him yeah. in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, three. Tyndall, Tyndall's right that we had that 110th minute after the final whistle PK. Um, yep. Yeah. Palace, you guys lost to Palace yeah. in week one. Yeah, and Palace didn't look bad. I don't know. It's clearly there's a, I don't know. I think some something missing, and you know they had a good defensive record when they went on that long run in the second half of last season. So, it you know there is definitely. I mean, for Harry Maguire is not Virgil Van Dyke. He probably isn't worth eighty million. He is as a British player playing in the Premier League. That's why that value is driven there. But um, he definitely has like some missing points. But I think that everyone's got to get you know going on the same page again. Um, Juan Basaka uh, really like has since you know um, since the uh, the break at the end of last season for that month going into this season hasn't really been there full strength yet. You know, Fosu Mensa started the first game against Palace. Um, we'll see if Alex Tellez, you know, can push Luke Shaw a little bit or, you know, shore up some of that left back spot. It is, it seems like they, they got to get on the same page. Um, it seems like, the like I read too, that there's like a little bit of a, a rift between the team and some of like management, just, uh, how they treated Sergio Romero this off season. Um, obviously they brought Dean Henderson back and basically bumped Romero out of that backup role. So, he really doesn't have a role in the team. In fact, he got left off the Champions League roster. And then last, you know, at the end of last season, we lost in the semifinal of the FA Cup and lost in the semifinal of Europa League. Both of those competitions, Romero had started almost every game. And then we get to the semifinal and De Gea starts over him. So, uh, and he's super, like, he's been super professional this whole time. He's a starting goalkeeper for Argentina. He's been the backup mm. at, at United for five years. But, he, you know, he's, he's been professional in starting. Starting, yeah, that's and, nuts. And that's like, and everyone super respects him. And so for them just to like not, you know, not allow him to move on, they were like overpricing him and keeping him there. I think that there's been some some bad blood. So there's lots of lots of things. I, I, I'm. It's the first time I'm I'm frustrated, and I, I think I said this in the text. Just you know, like you know, Ali, I I, I like him a lot um, for more than just him as a coach, but. I feel like I've been patient enough. This is the first time I'm a little impatient. Honestly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you said in the text two years coming up as a caretaker manager in December, 
I mean, yeah, that's enough time. And that's a fair enough time for a club legend to maybe get his shit together. And and it looked like you guys were getting your shit together a month and a half ago at the end of last season. You guys are playing great. Still made top four last year, though, which playing the young kids the way that you did, the way that you did it to get top four, I think was definitely a success. Yeah, and then you look at your schedule, which is up on my screen with Champions League. (gasps) It starts so soon, and you're playing PSG next Tuesday, and then you got Leipzig and then Istanbul. So you're in a hard group. We really are. PSG and Leipzig, that's very difficult. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Good luck to you. Yeah, but I mean, good, good PSG, PSG, I would argue, you know, probably just with some of their top end players, they're probably better. Obviously, I played in the Champions League final like a month and a half ago. Um, so they might win the group, but I like I would be and I don't know, I, I'm not being spoiled. I'm just telling you at this point with the team we have, like I would expect us to at least finish second in that group. I don't think we're going to win the Champions League, but I would be disappointed if we didn't make it out of the group stage. I guess um, that, that's fair, especially when you think of who Red Bull just uh, sold to Chelsea, too, because Timo Werner, top striker in the Bundesliga, out of there. like They're lacking a little more firepower than right. they had. I don't know who's in there at forward they now. Bought, they, they bought somebody, and they, like, they're, you know, they're another one of those clubs that buys really well low and sells high. So They do. Um, and I, I They've like, got a pipeline, too, through uh, Salzburg and... And uh, New York Red Bulls. Yep. Yep. They're kind of like City Group. They got people or teams all over the all over the world. So I respect the uh, Red Bulls. I know that's like blasphemy as a soccer fan, but I think it's just German fans. But uh, I like Nagelsmann. How can you not like him? Like he's a young young guy and he has his team playing fearless. I I I like him a lot. So. And then their academy produced Tyler Adams, definitely top five American player right now, and. They've got that like that that New York Red Bulls pipeline seems pretty legit. Right. I'm laughing uh, like the idea that like honestly like you said academy but yeah it is it is New York Red Bulls they came through. Um, yeah. Why they're kind of, they're, they are kind of their why are they not team. an academy because they have to because children have to pay for it. Yeah, we don't have to like go into the U.S. model of of how we develop talent. It's, why not? Just kidding. It's, right, it's, fucking, yeah, it's stupid. Right. But, you're right. You're right. I'll get but, off it. But lots of things to like Jim. about Spurs, right? And uh, obviously they played really well the last game, last couple weeks before the international break. And I saw some video of um, you guys had like, I don't know, some some white Welsh dude that you guys signed. Looked like he was training again. Oh. Um, I don't know if you guys are excited at all about that. Who, Davies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Nice. Yeah. Yes, well done. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, you gotta hear Davies. It's <laughs> Davies I mean, is Reguillon, great, man. exciting Reguillon. player. He is so <laughs> fast and so lovely and so good, and he's such a delight to watch. It's amazing. We had Danny Rose clomping back there for half of last season, <laughs> and now we got the fastest dude in the league. So that's, that's true. Danny. I love Danny. And then Bale comes back this weekend. It's just, I don't know. It feels like the stars are maybe aligning for fun. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself for anything more than fun. I'm hoping for top four. Oh. Sure. I mean, 
it was one thing to guess sign and him trip. and see him in like a jersey you know, or see him sitting in the stands, but to see him like on the training on the training pitch with other players like you know moving the soccer like a soccer ball around like I think it makes my my dick like move a little bit. It moves from like twelve to one. Is this George Costanza? Like I, I think it moved. I think it moved. <laughs> I think it moved. It may have moved, Jerry. His finishing, though, in, in that training ground video, training ground video is just—it's—it's it's sharp, man. I mean, if nothing else, we can just get him in good positions. It's another like shot like on target. His, his Madrid stats too are just phenomenal. It's it's quite quite wonderful. I think He's we good. need to temper expectations, though, for for Bale getting into the team. I I, I know that he's a big that. name, but. You're still going to see Lucas here or there. You're still yeah, going to see Lamella the there, here or there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's always going to rest Give me the Kentucky breakfast out. They've got depth for the first Give time. Give me that KBS. First time I've been watching depth. And we're th- are you are you drinking KBS right now? No, KBS is your attacking acronym. Kane, Bale, Sonny. Oh. That is beautiful. I didn't mm-hmm. make that connection. That is nice. Ah, I've drank the KBS all season. Like a <laughs> delicious barrel aged. A nectar of gods. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun to see him, uh, no doubt. But we just we just gotta. I think we gotta just relax. It's some of the fan base is on a high because of the United match, but mm-hmm. it's so early right now, dude. It's you don't really know what's gonna what's gonna happen yet. So I'm glad we made it through to Europa. Um, you know. Group stage. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. Solid. And that's really see solid. if we can challenge for. Uh, I think you guys got a good group too. Revenue as well. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, Jimmy? I, I said I thought you guys got a pretty like, you know, a pretty good group too. You didn't get like there, there was, yeah, there was some challenge. Like I think that you could have had a more like challenging group. It'll be. Yeah, I think that you guys. The real challenge of Europa League is when all the third place Champions League come yes. down, and it's like, oh my god! And then you're playing Sevilla and right. Inter and mm-hmm. Manchester United. Like, uh, there's, we very yeah, well, very well could drop be down into the, down. Yeah. I like that. that. That makes it fun because then that knockout round is legit as fuck. So it'll be fun. And home and homes. I hope they go back to home and homes. I was not one of those people that were loving single games for Champions League. I love the home and homes. They're tasty. Tasty treats. Yeah. So we have a derby on uh, Sunday. Not a good derby. It's the West Ham derby. Still you got so many, in, so many in London. There are a lot in London. Yeah. Especially when it's Fulham is back in the Premier League. Like, that's technically yeah, a London right. one. Like. <laughs> and then we play on a Thursday night. Wow. Indeed. <laughs> Lask Linz. Where are they from, Jimmy? Any idea? No, no, off the top of my head, I don't know. Look it up. That's I'm what I like about uh, the West Ham game, though. I am. Europe is Bail. Yeah. You think he's gonna play? he's gonna get some time? He's gonna he's gonna be a sub. I don't think he's gonna start. I think he's gonna score a wonder goal from you might the top. He's gonna drop it in. He's gonna get fouled. And then he's gonna get back up. And receive the ball and strike it into Zakona, yeah. If he, that's that's another thing. Imagine Bale scored on his debut in front of fans. That's just like 
not saying that I'm not going to love it, and everyone's going to love it. All Tottenham fans are going to love it, and it's amazing to see Bale. But you, I'm starting to miss that element. I didn't much when soccer first came back, but yeah, I don't know. I missed the I missed the crowd noise. I wish uh, get real crowd noise. I wish they had like uh, not. I mean, not that the NFL ever gets anything right, but like they have those celebratory screens in the end zones. Like for like when they score a touchdown, they can go over and celebrate in front of them, and it's like, like uh, it'll show anyone like fans that are like you know doing the video live streaming thing that, that you can do. If they had those screens that the players could run up and celebrate with the fans that way, yeah, that, I thought that'd be cool, but probably harder to do in soccer. Germany's got twenty percent capacity, and I was watching a Bundesliga game, and you can hear that crowd. It's kind of fun. It's like you you hear that you hear that twenty percent a lot. I have I very cool. much enjoyed the twenty percent. Um, the Prem is going to do it for a little while, then cases spiked again in UK, <laughs> Europe in general. Yeah, I think it's. I'm past the point of being grateful for having football, right? Because initially it was like, oh, I'll take anything. Um, yeah, we can just watch again. And now I'm spoiled with that. And now I'm like, all right, please soon can we get fans back? Someday, someday we will. Yeah, yeah it will be very nice. We will. The yeah. pandemic's not going to last forever, which is a fact. Jimmy, how's Pfizer doing on that? <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're working on it, man. We're working on it. Like we're we're the only ones that haven't failed uh, out on one of the phase tests yet. You know, Johnson yeah, and Johnson said, did this past week. Yep. And AstraZeneca is back going again, but they were delayed there for a while. Um, What's the Maryland one? Moderna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had to. They paused for a second. I think they're back up and running now. Well, so I mean, you said Maryland one that made me think, like that's uh, that is where our clinical lab is based is in Andover. Um, so they're the ones that are directly doing the science work with BioNTech, is the site in Andover. So we're working on it here at uh, Rooster and the Devil, folks. <laughs> Out of Michael's basement, making vaccines. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I've done a few COVID projects. I just switched jobs to National Cancer Institute, so I won't be yeah. doing COVID anymore. But cancer, are you, so have you, yeah, that's are you, good. Are you started yet? Or you yeah, I started on uh, Tuesday. It's been, it, it's definitely odd uh, starting a job completely remote. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I've missed people legitimately since I started teleworking. I was like, oh, like it'd be really nice to actually meet people and like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that was weird, but it's fine. I mean, new jobs, new jobs, a new job. So we're rolling. Enough of that shit, though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that shit. All right, so. Please tell me you watched some of the Aston Villa Liverpool game because yeah, as fun as Tottenham's game was, that might have been as fun to watch. Uh, I did That's not. Funny. I had already turned off soccer for the day at that point. Like I didn't even I didn't even see updates until like it was all over. And then I, I had saw it on it. in the kitchen like doing chores, and I was just like, they "Scored again! They scored again! Holy fuck! They scored again!" Yeah. They were just running through them, man. Like they, they were legitimate attacking machines, Villa. For whatever reason, it was it was bizarre to see. Like they were bursting, yeah. bursting the seams. Their their starting lineup. If you look at the starting lineup, they ran out like 
It like is Barkley edition a lot. Oh, like Barkley, Ollie Watkins, who they got from Brentford. Like he is, like he, yeah, he's good at that striker position. Like they are, they are a solid team. And that's what they'll I was regress thinking. though. They'll be mid table. I don't think we'll make well, any. Yeah, yeah, but like that's what I'm talking about. Like when I said, like this might be the the most complete top to bottom Premier League I've ever seen. Like. I mean, really outside of like West Brom, who really ran at Chelsea had a tie. Yeah, they did. Um, They're at a relegation zone after four. Fulham, Fulham's terrible, but I mean, I could have told you that coming in. I mean, if you're gonna start Tim Ream, your team's gonna be fucking terrible. Um, Sheffield United, United States, oh and four. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? No, I I was I saying hint hint to U.S. and. U.S. men's national team. Your team is any team that starts Tim Ream is going to be terrible. You should just take note of that right now. I caught a highlight on Twitter. They lost the game one zero, I think, and it was just him like he slid yeah. in the box at the at the spot and just kind of like trapped the ball and like it was like a layup for this striker to just come in and he must whack it. <laughs> he must be like the the most likable human being alive because I don't know who he looks conti- likable. Who like who continues to watch like his performances like week in and week out, month after month, year after year, and is like he's really got it together. He barely makes any mistakes at all at center back. Like he makes like. Four or five, just like, what the fuck are you doing? Moments like every time I turn it on, and it's like, like shudder. Like yeah, I'm, for the I'm, USMNT, he I, did, he's done a, quite a few. He's always passing back sloppily. <sighs> That's like the worst thing you can do. Everyone do is, that. everyone is talking about like you know how exciting it is. Like what an exciting time to be US Men's National Team. And all I, I can think, and all I can think of is like, like. You motherfuckers, you're going to give us all this talent and you're just going to fucking shoot it in the ass by starting Tim Ream. It's going to go fucking all to hell. Tim Ream. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. If I, if, I had, if I had to play him, I'd tell him, I just want you to lay down on the goal line because you'll do more there than <laughs> yeah. you'll do anywhere else in the field. Just go fucking lay on the goal line. Maybe you'll block something. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> So so Fulham has review. another uh they've got another USMNT, Anthony Robinson, who just moved oh, there from Wigan. He's looked he's looked exciting though. Like he's been yeah, fun to watch. They they like him. Fulham Fulham fans have liked him so far. So that's fun. How we do don't have not? a left back and uh, yes. USMNT. He would be a good one. He would be a very good one. Anthony come a lot. Anthony. Anthony. And they yeah. had Charlie Kelman just moved from South End League One to uh, Queens Park Rangers. No, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Some young guys. Yeah. I miss QPR, the... Jim. What's that? You I miss, miss QPR? QPR? Yeah. They had like a moment. I remember there was one, like they had some rich uh, investor from somewhere. I can't remember. He came in and like they bought like really sloppily and like they were in and out like and like, you know, they had like one season, you know, a cup, a cup of tea. Um, the hoops. Yeah, a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't miss them as much as I miss like I miss. Are like they London? Sports, Aren't they Sports London? Smith. Yeah, they are London. I miss Sports like Portsmouth. Yeah, I miss one right now. Yeah, not looking good. But like the that rivalry with uh, Southampton. Yeah, Dude, I didn't realize that Southampton um, is now one of the the longest tenured clubs in the Premier League. That's Kind of wild to think about. 
Uh-huh. Um, considering they've been, you know, a feeder for so many teams for so many years, like the fact that they continue to, you know, stay alive. Why? The Premier League is no, in a way impressive. Yeah, yeah. They have been solid since I started watching. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been like a mainstay, um, at least mid table. I think one year they finished like sixth or seventh. I want to say they had a Europa League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What were they before they hopped up? What do you mean? Like before that long stretch, were they like up and down, or were they? Oh, uh, I I don't remember much. I think they like I, I I think they spent you know some time in the championship. Um, I don't remember them being much further down that. They might have been down to league two, uh, league one at some point, but um, they get yeah, but let, wet that, once they get down there, like oh fuck. That rivalry between Portsmouth Sunderland? and Southampton, oh Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. Oh, I don't miss. You Sunderland. guys watch that yet? You watched that yet? I watched most of it. I wish I said I had, but I, I haven't go. yet. It's quite good. Quite good. I didn't finish all or nothing yet. I haven't finished all the episodes. I only watched the first three episodes. Is there still nine? Is it just yeah. done at nine? Yeah. I was fiending for more. I was like, what? I went in to watch it on the Sunday night. I was because like, I don't check whether they come out or not. I just I knew right. they came out Sunday night, so then I look at the yeah, ninth episode. I logged in that Monday, and I was just like, oh, it's Damn, and you were like, fucking hell, boys. Yeah, f- fucking hell, boys. Fucking hell, boys. <laughs> you have to be fucker. <laughs> what did he say? It's no. a C word. Bad boys. Bad boys. Yes. You can't be, you can't be nice guys. You gotta be bad, <laughs> bad boys. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a character, though. He was, he was fun to watch. Good TV. Yeah, the, the cameras. I, I like... It, it it made so much more sense now. Not that like Pochettino is likable, but yeah, like I mean, if you were if you were going to do a season, like I would cut out all of that, like most of that that part of that season because Mourinho is magnetic to like watch, right? Like he is, you know, must see TV if you will. I so. enjoyed that they didn't dip into the drama of the coaching change. It was really just like all soccer. Not even coronavirus. I was expecting. When I heard they were documenting the season, I thought it was going to be this long, like, triage into coronavirus. I'm like, what the hell's happening behind the scenes? But then it was just refreshing that it was just glossed over, and then they're right back into soccer and tactics and all that and behind the scenes. So I liked it. I'll finish it someday. It's definitely worth a watch. So this weekend, some killer, killer matchups. Hmm. Michael, Seven. I loved that screenshot. I was like, dude, that's primo right there. All four. Yeah. 7.30 in the morning, we get two of the, you know, two of the top teams, like, right now. I mean, I know Liverpool's coming off a of, – yeah, I know Liverpool's coming off a of loss. It, oh, like, I, I, posted a, I posted the poll on, uh, on the Twitter about which, uh, which derby is bigger this weekend, Celtic Rangers or Everton-Liverpool. And as a Premier League fan, you're be like, yeah, you know, Everton Liverpool, but like the Everton Liverpool rivalry, if you will, and I, I, I hate to keep going back to this as a crutch, but like college football wise, is like Michigan Ohio State. Like yep. Ohio State is consistently beating the fuck out of Michigan. Liverpool yep. is pretty consistently beating the fuck out of Everton. So it is a it is a, der- a derby in the sense that they're in the same vicinity, but it's pretty one sided. Whereas Celtic Rangers, um. Uh, it's been a little more back and forth. They're like two and two in, uh, in the last four uh, medians. But 
I guess Scottish Premier League, you play three times a year. Um, I voted for Celtic Rangers. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would well, love I, I, to go to To be one. fair, like, I haven't watched a Merseyside derby. Like, I don't give a shit because Everton is usually a piece of shit. But now, yeah. now they're quite good, so it's actually exciting for once. Jim, I'll go to Scotland with you. Yes. Go to Glasgow. Oh, I want to go. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. 2022. Yeah. Let's do it. Honestly, especially okay. I'm in. Especially if uh if they're like they were talking about like if they need to bump the World Cup back a year. If they bump the World Cup back a year, I'm definitely gonna wanna do a trip in twenty twenty two. Um yeah, I would I would die to go to that oh, match. Ah. That'd be crazy. I I might die. <laughs> the only one of us in the country. Um yeah, they will twenty two. Yeah, in 22, they will. Well, you better start making those fucking vaccines in that basement, Mike, if we're going to get there in 2022. Good point. If we don't get the vaccine, we won't <laughs> who, else, who else is... Uh, oh, Jim, cancer like research. Newcastle United. Uh, I'm not going to watch. I'm not ready yet. You're not going to watch? Come on, Jim. No. Oh. 3 p.m. It's a great time to watch a game on Saturday. Newcastle, no, Manchester United. 7.30 is a great time to watch. Like, 3 p.m. I might be doing something. I don't know. I might, like, have, like... Like, obviously, I have the updates that are always coming, but... We have a Pulisic's grand return to the to the ah, pitch. Yeah. 10 a.m. Chelsea, Southampton, too. That's, that's a very fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And Chelsea's been the- a little up and down. 2-1-1. Seventh place. Kings seventh on the hat trick. Calling it. Huh. Ooh, I'd love that. Nah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I'm saying it's it. It's going to be 2-1. <laughs> Ings penalty. And, uh, wow. yeah, and an Ings goal in open play. And then Pulisic's going to put one in. The lock. <laughs> yeah. then, we, then we have uh, the teacher and the pupil um, after that. Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, Arteta. That's a fun one. And Pep. And City looks very vulnerable for the for the first four games, at least. Yeah, like I don't know what to make of City. This might be Pep's last season at City. Yeah, it's he, when, he, when he gets yeah when he gets challenged and he's like been somewhere long like too long. He's just like he's like all right, time for me to go. Where's he gonna go though? Where would he? Where would you see him? I think he'll take it. I think he'll take a year off again, and then you might I see him the Barca. Next year, because Barca's coach is kind of on the rocks right you now. Know, he hasn't he hasn't taken on an Italian challenge like huh? like Conte's. Uh, you know, Conte is Inter Milan playing well, but like also like it's been kind of crazy. Like AC Milan's got some rich backers. Maybe they'll like convince Pep to buy into that project. I mean, mm-hmm. I would just 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 from the sheer standpoint that he hasn't been there yet. Like, I mean, Italy might be the next move. You don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't see him going back to Spain anywhere other than Bar- Barcelona. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that he'd want to go anywhere outside of Europe. I, I don't know that he would. You might feel like that was like beneath him. Um, For this weekend, I hope that they blow the out, blow the fuck out of Arteta and Arsenal. That'd be great to see. <laughs> Love to see it. Babel is getting yeah. pretty cocky. Yeah. They had a nice signing though. The, Art, 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 oh Artie, my gosh! Artie. The 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 optics of Knowing. we have to fire our mascot because we can't afford to pay him because he's redundant on the same day that you spend fifty million 
uh, yeah. forty five million pounds to sign a player. Like, yeah. they just don't. They just don't care. They're just throwing middle fingers around to like fans and people that have been loyal to work to them for years. Oh yeah, we had to, we had to eliminate fifty five positions, but somehow we were able to spend lots of money this summer. I don't know where it came from. We can't afford to pay you guys, but we can afford to pay all these other fees. Um, yeah. That's the typical Arsenal move. Fuckers. Like, I hate our management, but fuck. I mean, that, that that's something else. That's bad. They've yeah. been mediocre for a long time, too. I don't know what Babel's wagging his dick about. Uh, hope springs eternal. He's been a Lions fan for too long. Just gets, like, all fucks with your head a little bit, I think. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being a Knicks fan fucked with my head. I've had a I've had a bad sports relationship growing up. Sad. I was so sad too. Back in high school, I was just like devastated that they were so bad. And then I just cared less and less and less. And now, fuck basketball. I don't ever watch it ever. And I think a lot of that's due to the Knicks. I I think that regardless of what what team you cheer for, like sports fandom is an abusive relationship emotionally because really like at the end of the season only one team is successful so like unless you were there's four for a champ i mean unless unless you're like a like a patriots (laughs) fan in football or a yankees fan in baseball or like you know teams that win like serial winners like you're probably mostly disappointed most of the time like yeah tottenham's a you know they're a serial winner and and we're disappointed because we don't have a trophy they, like even last year, they had a bad year. They're making Europa League. It's like, yeah, it's nice. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It really, it's fine. Even the Lions, just agnostic about the Lions at this point. I'll turn it on for a little while and I'll just kind of fade away. Okay. Could do something else now. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the background. Still. Them, I'm still, I'm still locked in. I'm locked into every minute that I can be. Uh, who knows? That'll last twenty years, like the Lions. That Lions probably ten years. And I gave up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because yeah, I've given up on every other sport. I do wonder if I'll ever give up on soccer. But it's definitely like a, it's more of a passionate, burning love than I've had for any sport. More of a strong, raging boner versus like a halfsy. Right. 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 Yeah. Like an eighteen-year-old boner. Eighteen-year-old boner. It's not yeah. a thirty-two-year-old boner. Like a high school in the middle of a class. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's out of control. Right. Like I got to just tuck it in my pants and deal with it. Sucks. <laughs> there's, n- there's never been a sports ejaculation like when you guys beat IX. No. I thought about that moment earlier tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Or which way, which one, like, I, I know what IX meant, you know, going to the Champions League final, but like, I think I would probably be harder about, you know, beating City in that uh, home and away leg. That second game. Oh, that game. was so enjoyable as well. That, <laughs> that game was. Game, yeah. That game was insane. Oh, yeah. Just for Pep's pain, that was better. <laughs> almost. To see him just writhing in pain. Yes. Can't get better. Yeah. You're like a slithering snake with a, or like a vampire with a dagger in his heart. Fucking disappears under his fur coat. A spirit riding off in the distance. Yep. <laughs> like the scream painting. 
That was great. Jimmy, though, it's funny. I, I saw that sort of someone liked the uh, 2006 Maglio home run. And that I'll still take that as my best moment because I was there. Um, um, Aglio Ordonez. Yeah. yeah. Walk off Homer. ALCS. He was a Yankee at one point. Was he? Uh, no, he was a he was the White Sox. White Sox. I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if he ever played at, at the Yankees. He might have. You know what, Jim? They might have bought him, and then yeah, as a DH or something. Anyway, Luke and I, Luke, Luke, uh, my younger brother. I was like, we got to go to this game. I was 21 in college. I had like three laptops up, got tickets behind home plate, 20 rows up. It's pretty sweet. And they were $120. Like what would those cost today? Probably so a lot more. more than that, yeah. um, and we went and yeah, he hit two homers, one to tie it in the bottom of the six to go three, three, and then the walk off. And that oh, was louder two. than any big house, any big house. Uh, I've been there for Mario Manningham scoring against Penn state to give them their only loss. Nothing compared to Comerica Park, and there was only forty thousand fans. It was an explosion. What was uh, what was your loudest sports moment, Mike, that you've ever been to? Oh man, you might have to circle back to me. Do you got one off the top of your head? It, uh, the the loudest sporting venue I've ever been in my entire life was I went a couple years ago to Eugene, Oregon, for an Oregon Washington mm-hmm. game. And, like, you hear about it, like, and you can get, like, a feel for it, like, on TV. But it was, like, nothing I've ever experienced before. And I'm talking about, like, for, like, three quarters of the game, like, me sitting next to the person I was sitting next to. And when Oregon was on defense, I could not hear the person next to me. It was that deafening for, like, the entire game. I've Like, I've never experienced anything. Like, I had, like, tinnitus after the game, like. It was crazy. I'm, uh, like there was people there that were like season ticket holders that had earplugs in just because they knew, like, hey, you know, shit's fucking loud. That was, I could you could like feel it like inside of your body, but it was constant. It wasn't like, it wasn't like extra moments. It, it sounds so like, intense. Was. Imagine playing football with that going on. I was so hungover too, and it was, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. But that's that's the loudest sporting event I've ever been to, and there wasn't even anything particularly special. It was just a. A, a home game for for Oregon. So, I remember you talked about that in your solo episode. I think that's your top. You did a top five sporting oh, yeah. experience. That one, yeah, that one was yeah. was wild for for a lot of reasons. But that was the, that was the biggest reason. It was no, like nothing I've ever heard before. It, it took me a little while to think about one, and I, I went to like a million Wizards games over the years. It's gonna pick their playoff game. Paul Pierce hit a fadeaway jumper, but. I saw George Washington, a university, like a tiny little school in D.C. They had yeah. a Japanese guy play there, Yuta Watanabe, and they're playing UVA, number one in the country at the time, and fucking upset them. It was like a little 5,500-person arena, but they were a very good team that year, and uh, the fans were crazy, and it was just it was amazing. It was like crazy. Number one team, everyone rushed the court. Oh, so loud. That would have been cool, That was a fun one. Yeah. Sports. Cool. Fans. Sports. Yeah. UVA. Little George Fans Washington. Fans coming back. going to be great, man. People are going to be jacked. We'll be jacked. Um, so we're close to rant time. Anybody yeah, want to go? I got one written down if, I, if you don't mind. Actually, I'll just start. Absolutely. And it's about the Amazon Prime documentary and just Daniel Levy's persona in general. He's like a... Like, 
when I think of him, I think of him and Jeff Bezos as the same person. Makes no sense logically, <laughs> but to me, like, like when I look at Jeff Bezos, he talks like Daniel Levy, and then Daniel Levy, I'm just like he behaves like Jeff Bezos behind the scenes. I bet, not true, of course, but like, I don't know. I got a weird thing going on there, so that's that's really <laughs> all I got. From my rant. <laughs> I can totally see it. I can totally see it. Yeah, he's kind of like a Mr. Burns a little bit. They're both bald and super rich. Yeah. And like, a little slithery. Yeah. A little slithery. A little slithery. I like that. I have some fava beans. I've got, uh, in praise of the UP, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I went up there this weekend. It was fantastic. Um, basically, anything north of Cadillac. So just get up to Traverse City if you come to Michigan. No offense, but don't go to Detroit if you want to see some some scenic views. Um, go north of Detroit, up along Lake Huron. That's beautiful. Um, but man, it was it was unbelievable being up there with the colors and the the beech trees and the birch trees and the aspens and the oh man, through Jackson It was it was it was quality out there. Um, mm-hmm. And Lake Superior is terrifying. It was like twenty five mile an hour sustained winds out of the north, battering <laughs> these these coasts uh these coastal walls that go up sandstone it sounded like yeah it sounded like bombs going off like mm. as waves were crashing against them it was sick oh yeah i love the sound of big waves hitting shit yeah he's singing the Emmett fitzgerald um which is a great song by the way yeah i don't know, uh, lake, lake, I don't know this song. lake superior is terrifying gordon lightfoot go look it up yeah you, uh, so. be, be, be a little extra drunk though when you listen to it like or, or herbally enhanced. Oh, yes. Fully enhanced. Fully engaged. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is the name of the song. And there was a, a big tanker that crashed off Whitefish Point uh, by a, a rogue wave. Yeah. Superiors. They call them rogues. They travel fast and alone. There you go. 100 foot Thanks. faces of Lake Superior gone wrong. <laughs> uh, good ocean gone wrong. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Play crack the sky, yeah. Little Jimmy, little Jimmy, what do you got? What do you got for us? Oh, I know that that was my rant. You you go fucking go in the dark, get enhanced, and listen to some fucking Gordon Lightfoot, uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. That's my uh, that's my rant. That and I'm gonna be really upset if United loses on Saturday. Not that anyone cares, but I'm going to be. I'm gonna bother you heavily to watch. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. screen and send it to you every five minutes i'm gonna send you five minute clips <laughs> you should <laughs> do it oh boy good luck see ya luck everyone no good, good luck i'm sick of watching games without fans I'm sick of not going to concerts to see my favorite bands I'm sick of the left, I'm sick of the right All you guys do is fucking fight Neither side is fucking right So shut your fucking mouth real tight Wear your mask, no Climate change, fake All you fucking sheeples rely on the 